The BFG, Chapter 16, Mixing the Dream. It was dark now. The night had already begun. The BFG, with Sophie sitting on his hand, hurried into his cave and put on those brilliant blinding lights that seemed to come from nowhere. He placed Sophie on the table. Stay there, please, he said. And no chittering. I is needing to listen only to silence when I is mixing up such a naughty, plexicated, plexicated dream as this. He hurried away from her. He got out an enormous empty glass jar that was the size of a washing machine. He clutched it to his chest and hurried towards the shelves on which stood the thousands of thousands of smaller jars containing the captured dreams. Dreams about giants, he muttered to himself as he searched the labels. The giants is guzzling human beings. No, not that one, nor that one. Here's the one, and here's another. He grabbed the jars and and screwed the tops. He tipped the dreams into the enormous jar he was clutching, and as each one went in, Sophie caught a glimpse of a small sea-green glob blob tumbling from one jar into the other. The BFG hurried toward another shelf. Now, he muttered, eyes wanting dreams about giggle houses, for girls and about bongle boxes for boys. He was becoming very intense now. Sophie could almost see the excitement bubbling inside him as he was scattered back and forth among his beloved jars. There must have been 50,000 dreams altogether up there on the shelves, but he seemed to know almost exactly where every one of them was. Dreams about a little girl, he muttered, and dreams about me, said the BFG. Come on, come on, hurry up, get on with it. Now where is the wonky world I is keeping those? And so it went on. In about half an hour, the BFG found all the dreams he wanted and had tipped them into the one huge jar. He put the jar on the table. Sophie sat watching him but said nothing. Inside the big jar lying on the bottom of it, she could clearly see about 50 of those oval sea green jellyish shapes all pulsing gently and in and out, some lying on top of others, but each one still a quite separate individual dream. Now we is mixing them, the BFG announced. He went to the cupboard where he kept his bottles of frobscottle, and from it he took out a gigantic egg beater. It was... One of those that has a handle, which you turn. And now below there are a lot of overlapping blades that go whizzing around. Round. He inserted the bottom end of this 
contraption into the big jar where the dreams were lying. Watch, he said. He stared, turning the handle very fast. Flashes of green and blue exploded inside the jar. The dreams were being whisked into a sea green front froth. The, froth. The poor things, Sophie cried. They is not feeling it, the BFG said as he turned the handle. Dreams is not like human beings or animals. They has no brains. They is made of zonzimus. After about a minute, the BFG stopped whisking. The whole bottle was now full to the brim with large bubbles. They were almost exactly like the bubbles we ourselves blow from soapy water, except that these had even brighter and more beautiful colors swimming on their surfaces. Keep watching, the BFG said. Quite slowly, the Tom... Tom Topmost. Topmost bubble rose up through the neck of the jar and floated away. In a second one followed, then a third and a fourth. Soon the cave was filled with hundreds of beautifully colored bubbles, all drifting gently through the air. It was truly a wonderful sight. As Sophie watched them, they all started floating toward the cave entrance which was still open they're going out sophie whispered of course the bfg said where to those is all little tiny dreams bits that i isn't using the bfg said there's going back to the misty country to join up with proper dreams it's all a bit beyond sophie said dreams is full of mystery and magic the BFG said, do not try to understand them. Look in the big bottle and you will now see the dream you is wanting for the queen. Sophie turned and stared into the great jar. On the bottom of it, something was trashing around wildly, bouncing up and down and flinging itself against the walls of the jar. Good heavens, she cried. Is that it? That's it. The BFG said proudly, but it's horrible, Sophie cried. It's jumping about. It wants to get out. That's because it's a struggle humper, the BFG said. It's a nightmare. Oh, but I don't want to give the queen a nightmare, Sophie cried. If she is dreaming about giants guzzling up little boys and girls, then what is you expecting it to be except a nightmare? The BFG said, Oh, no! Sophie cried, Oh, yes! The BFG said, A dream where you is seeing little chiddlers being eaten is about the most frightsome troggle-humping dream you can get. It's a kisky boggle-thumper. It's a whoopsie grub-switcher. It is all of them riddled into one. It is as bad as that dream, I blew into the flesh lump eater this afternoon. It is worse. Sophie stared down at the fearful nightmare dream that was still trashing away in the huge glass jars. It was much larger than the others. It was about the size of a shape of 
shall we say, a turkey's egg. It was jellyish. It had tings of bright scarlet deep inside it. There was something terrible about the way it was throwing itself against the sides of the jar. I don't want to give the queen a nightmare, Sophie said. I is thinking, the bee after said, that your queen will be happy to have a nightmare if having a nightmare is going to save a lot of human beings from being gobbled up by filthsome giants. Is I right or is I left? I suppose you're right, Sophie said. It's going to be done. She will ha- soon be getting over it, the BFG said. Have you put all the import- other important things into it, Sophie asked. When I was blowing that dream into the queen's bedroom, bedroom, the BFG said, she will be dreaming every single little thing-a-ling, a-gling you is asking me to make her dream about me sitting on the wi- windowsill, that part is very strong, and about a big friendly giant. I was putting in a nice long gobbit about him, the BFG said. As he spoke, he picked up one of his smaller jars and very quickly tipped the struggling, trashing troggle humper out of the jar, large jar into the small one. Then he screwed the lid tightly onto the small jar. That's it, he announced. We is now ready. He fetched his suitcase and put the small jar into it. Why bother to take a great big suitcase when you've only got one jar, Sophie said. You could put the jar in your pocket. The BFG looked down at her and smiled. My by goggles, he said, taking the jar out of the suitcase. Your head is not quite so full of grins. Gram sludge. Gram sludge, after all. I can see you is not born last week. Thank you, kind sir, Sophie said, making a little crusty from the tabletop. Kirsty from the tabletop. Is you ready to leave? The BFG asked. I'm ready, Sophie cried. Her heart was beginning to thump as the thought of what they were about to do. It really was a wild and crazy thing. Perhaps they would be both be thrown into prison. The BFG was putting on his great black cloak. He tucked the jar into the pocket of his vest. He picked up his long trumpet-like dream blower. Then he turned and looked at Sophie, who will still, who was still on the tabletop. The dream bottle is in my pocket, he said. Is you going to sit in there with it during the travel? Never, cried Sophie. I refuse to sit next to that beastly thing. Then where is you going to sit? The BFG asked her. Sophie looked him over for a few moments. Then she said, if you would be kind enough to swivel one of your lovely big ears so that it is lying flat like a dish, that would make a very cozy place for me to sit. My gumbo, that is a 
squackling good idea, the BFG said. Slowly, he swiveled his huge right ear until it was like a great shell facing the heavens. He lifted Sophie up and placed her into it. The ear itself, which was about the size of a very large tea tray, was full of the same channels, channels and crinkles as a human ear. It was an extremely comfortable place to sit in. The thing, the nice thing about being there was that she c- would, she w- could whisper directly into his ear. Be careful not to fall from my ear hole, the BFG said. You would be giving me a croaking earache. Sophie edged away from the large hole just beside her. You is tickling me a bit, the BFG said. Please do not jiggle about. I'll try not to, Sophie said. Are we ready? Owie! yelled the BFGs. Don't do that. I didn't do anything, Sophie said. You is talking too loud. You is forgetting that I is hearing every little thingling thing 50 times louder than usual and there you were shouting right inside my ear oh gosh sophie murmured i forgot that your voice is sounding like thunder and trumpets i'm sorry so sorry sophie whispered is that better no cried the bfg it sounds as though you is shooting off a thunderbluss then how can I talk to you? Sophie whispered. Don't, cried the poor BFG. Please don't. Each word is like you dropping buzz bombs in my ear hole. Sophie tried speaking right under her breath. Is this better? She said. She spoke so softly she couldn't even hear her own voice. That's better, the BFG said. Now I was hearing you very nicely. What is it you was trying to say to me just now? I was saying, are we ready? We is off, cried the BFG. Heading for the cave entrance, we is off to meet her majesty, the queen. Outside the cave, he rolled the large round stone back into place and set off at a tremendous gallop.